This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda Senior Market Analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Oanda Senior Market Analyst for Asia Pacific, Jeff Halley. Jeff, good morning from a very warm London. <laughs> very warm indeed. It's even hotter than where I am here in Jakarta and we're expecting some rain and it's overcast. We are expecting today the hottest day in history of all time, whatever. The media has made a massive thing about this in the UK and it's everybody's panicking and uh, trying to work out ways of avoiding uh, fainting and, uh, and the rest of it. But we're expecting to hit 40 degrees today, which has never happened here in the UK. So it's a big story. I wouldn't want to be getting public transport in the UK today. It'll be the wrong sort of heat on the on the railway lines, I'm sure. Absolutely. And uh, they're buckling as we speak, I'm sure. We've all been told to stay at home, which is where I am uh, today. Uh, let's uh, start with the markets where you are and in Europe as well, because uh, they are up today. An overhang from Friday? Yeah, look, uh, there's a heat wave right across Europe and stocks are also... Uh, pretty heated today as well. We saw uh, a very healthy rally on on Friday by uh, US markets to round off the week. And we saw uh, some fairly substantial gains in Asia today. Uh, Japan is closed for a national holiday, but China and South Korea uh, rallied by uh, nearly 2%. And we saw um, Australia up by around 1% as well. And we've seen US futures perform very well today as well in Asian trading. And that's seen a continuation of the rally that we saw in Europe on Friday into today as well. We've seen a very good start to European trading. I'm just looking through my uh, screens at the moment and uh, Germany and the UK, France, Italy are all up by over 1% this morning. On Friday, we got those latest US retail figures, which show sales grew 1% in June. And that certainly has put more pressure on the Federal Reserve to deliver a bigger interest rate rise. Are markets now betting on a 100 basis point interest rate rise rather than the 75? Well, they had initially in the early part of last week, and that was why we saw US stocks perform so badly in the first half of last week. But that's since been pulled back. We've had a couple of hawkish FOMC members uh, later in last week saying that 75 basis points was their sweet spot. And that seems to have taken the tension out of the 1% trade right now. It's interesting, uh, both US Michigan consumer sentiment and US retail sales were much higher than expected. And if that data had come out early last week, we probably would have seen a big sell-off of stock markets and the bond markets and a big rally in the dollar as the markets panicked about these uh, 1% rate hikes again. But um, I guess timing is everything and the market chose to be bullish instead on, on Friday. So from Wednesday, Thursday and Friday last week, the US stock market really has chased its tail up and down. And that's continued, of course, uh, through to today. Over the weekend, we saw China's PBOC saying that they would act to support the economy more. And also, they're strong arming some of the banks over there to start lending again to Chinese property developers so that they can finish a lot of these construction projects they're struggling to get over the line. That comes in the background of this mortgage payers strike by quite a lot of Chinese citizens at the moment. That was another bullish 
uh, factor for markets today. So China's stimulus is usually good for stock markets globally as well. There's a dearth of uh, heavy juicy data this week. So my feeling is, is that we could see this bear market rally as I'm, I'm describing it continue right through this week. We should see the sentiment uh, rebound, if you like, still has some legs in it. Talking of this week, later on in the week, I think on Thursday, a very important moment as far as the energy market is concerned. Oil is up today, gas is up today, but it's that very important figure on 21st of July, I think. The gas market will be watching that day very closely. Yeah, look, the 21st is the same day as the ECB uh, has its policy meeting and it's expected to hike for the first time in 11 years by uh, 0.25% bringing its uh, reference rate to an inflation fighting 0%, but that's Europe for you. <laughs> I don't think the Eurozone CPI will be shaking in its boots at that, but uh, uh, to be fair to the ECB, they are in a very, very difficult position right now. Uh, obviously, this heat wave is impacting consumers across the, the Eurozone and even into the UK, and that's not just because they don't have any air conditioning, that's them not going out, not spending, not you know ac- economic activity as you like. Anecdotally, uh, Jeff, I can tell you at the weekend here in London, it wasn't that hot. I mean, it was warm. But if you went out, you'd find nobody was around. Nobody was shopping. Nobody was going to the park. Everybody was staying at home. So that will have an impact at some later stage in these figures, won't it? And uh, particularly as we've seen the temperatures go up over the last day or so. Absolutely. And we're seeing these uh, wildfires across Europe as well, which could potentially impact the tourism industry during the key summer season. People just won't be going out in these temperatures as well. As you said, we have air conditioning down here in Asia, but you don't really need it so often over there in Europe and and in the UK. And it just shows you the power of the media uh, to panic everybody. And perhaps that's a bit of a result of two years of COVID. People panic perhaps unnecessarily. I'm not saying that the heat that we're expecting in the UK isn't going to be a worry for some people, but at the weekend, it was fine. So it just shows you the impact of panic media uh, on markets and on individuals. It's very interesting because I, I was reading an article on the weekend and it was about how the BBC presents weather maps today. And in the old days, it sort of had the ice bar lines and a nice calm picture of the United Kingdom with some wind directions and the expected temperatures. And it was a bluey, greeny thing to denote land. Um, but now the map comes out in shades of red. So now the uh, the map that of the UK, the weather map, looks like it's, I don't know, it's in the middle of a war zone or something. There's all these big bright patches of very intense red that get redder as the temperature goes higher. And it does portray this sense of urgency and you know that you're in a crisis, basically. The map sort of portrays that emotion to you. So your comments are very, uh, very incisive uh, with regards to the media and how they're playing this out these days. And it'll also be interesting to see whether this has any effect on the uh, price of electricity with uh, those millions of extra people using aircon all day, every day. Yeah, and I mean, is the the hot weather also diminishing the wind flows? So uh, the renewables, particularly for the UK now, are they going to be producing less energy during the day and the night as well because of the temperatures? We need more solar. Yeah, maybe you do. Who would have said that in Britain? Maybe you'll be expanding your wine growing regions as well. 
Yep, uh, English wine, very good indeed. Thank you for that plug for English wine. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, to the gas. Yeah, look, uh, on the 21st, same day as the ECB, which, as I said, has a number of challenges on its plate, not least the Russia-Ukraine conflict effectively moving uh, Europe into a wartime economy. Uh, we have the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline between Russia and Germany has been undergoing its annual maintenance, and that 10-day maintenance period is due to complete on the 21st, which is Thursday. Now, they've been given back their previously sanctioned uh, pipeline pump from the Canadians. Uh, so the key here is, will that gas flow restart? Because it had slowed to a trickle before uh, the maintenance started. Now the markets uh, were quite concerned that maybe Russia might choose just to not restart that pipeline after the 21st. I'm calling it Gasageddon uh, because Europe itself is in a very, very bad place if that pipeline does not restart uh, come Thursday. We'll give it 24 hours grace because it's Russia and say Friday. Um, and it would be a very hard thing to be bullish on anything European if uh, that gas pipeline doesn't start. I mean, we can, we can reasonably say that um, it, it will have a negative impact on European equities and the euro because if they can't get their gas um, stores up for the winter then it's not just the heat of the summer that will be a problem. You said it's a fairly data light week what else should we look out for though? Well in the US it's very quiet we have um, a bunch of flash PMIs for manufacturing and services uh, coming out on Friday for both uh, Europe and for the US now they have downside risks to them for obvious reasons a lot we've just been talking about. We also have uh, a Bank of Japan rate decision on Thursday morning as well. It's shaping up to be big Thursday. I'm not expecting them to do anything uh, because they've been quite vociferous in how they've been uh, um, saying to the markets that they weren't going to change monetary policy. They were going to leave it super easy. But also COVID-19 cases are spiralling in Japan at the moment as well. So I think they're going to be a little bit nervous about that and any impact on uh, economic growth going forward. We also have Bank Indonesia. Now, last week we saw both the Philippines and the Monetary Authority of Singapore announce unscheduled rate hikes. And we've seen a swath of rate hikes across Asia over the last month as they start to move from standing on the sidelines and assisting the recovery post-COVID to fighting inflation. And a lot of that's to do with the interest rate differential with the United States, which is really starting to weigh on Asian currencies now. So I think Indonesia will be a bit of a bellwether in that respect, and I'm expecting them to move by at least a half a percent. Otherwise, I believe that may set off another set of Asian currency weakness, potentially. Okay, Jeff, go off and enjoy your evening while here in the uh, this part of Europe, we try and get a bit of shade and uh, a bit more air con and enjoy the rest of your week. Yes, I'll try not to get uh, caught out in the rain and I think I might go and turn my aircon up. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff. Take care. This is the Oanda Podcast.